cybersecurity? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Friday, February 9th, 2024. Welcome. This is episode number 554 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. And over the next 45 minutes, I, Dr. Gerald Ozier, will be giving his expert opinion and analysis on each of these stories alongside Marcus Kyler of the Eat Crew. Carrie, Kimberly can fix it of the mod team, Divine Dream Divide, Gabe Lister, Paul Savage, folks over on LinkedIn like Bobby Cox. Not only IT, Terrence Banks, Nurman Zivanovich, James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet, bringing the jokes today, and Vladimir Rodriguez on LinkedIn. Coming in hot, y'all. We are all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you take this information and leverage it for cyber risk reduction for your business stakeholders? And settle in, because if you're breaking into the industry, don't think that this show isn't for you, because guess what? It most certainly is. You will be absolutely asked in any job interview, how do you stay current on the industry? This Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast is a banger of an answer. On top of that, networking is so important. So be sure you see this streaming flood of awesomeness on the side there. That is the Simply Cyber community. And you, my friend, are part of it. So hop in here. Say what's up to Alpha Sierra, QDIP, Marcus Crockett over on LinkedIn, Lazaro Rivera, who's busted into the industry like nobody's business. It's all about good times, and I'm super pumped. Just as a reminder, I do not prep or research any of the stories that we're about to go over. I have no idea what I'm going to say, which is part of the thrill of the experience. Now, before I get into it, before I just let the um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade face melt happen, let me say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses recover from cyber attacks and the damage done by them. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated business uh, owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Links in the description below. You will not be unhappy if you get uh, ransomware attacks or any kind of cyber compromise, and you've got Barricade Cyber in your back pocket. Also want to say shout out and love to my friend Brandon Poole and his team over at Panopsi. Panopsi Security, get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. They operate left to boom. If you need help with tabletop exercises, enterprise risk assessment, you know, like fiscal year planning, think of them as like a VC. They're, they're basically the GRC entire stack. 
and they can help you with SecOps planning. So whether you need executive leadership, BCSO stuff, or you just need another body to take on some of the load because you're surging, Panopsi Security's got your back. Holler at them. Panopsi.com. Links in the description below. Also want to say shout out and love to Anti-Siphon Training, but more about those beautiful babies at the mid-roll. I want to let all y'all know that every episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, so be sure to say what's up in chat. Let me tighten this chat window up a little bit. Be sure to say what's up in chat, just like Jenny Housley just did. Good to see you, Jenny. And uh, take a screenshot. It's easy as that. Take a, Say hi, take a screenshot. It shows you're here. It's like your attendance. I could set up a Zoom. I could make everybody register, but I'm not into that, right? Like, no one's got time for that. So... Say what's up. If you don't know what to say, may I recommend a hashtag Team SC. I will drop one in chat myself. Hashtag Team SC, because we are one Simply Cyber community. And I, for one, am incredibly proud, honored, and privileged to be able to serve this community on the regular. Now, if it's your first time here, we have a special, special uh, little uh, ceremony or a special little activity for first timers. So if it is your first time on stream, welcome to the party, pal. Let us know it's your first time by hashtag first timer in chat. Hashtag first timer in chat. We've got a sound effect for you. We got a special emote for you, my friend. So hashtag first timer in chat if it is your first time. Also want to say shout out to Cyber Butterfly dropping the love for uh, that interview last night with Jack Recider. That was lit. James McQuiggan coming in hot with the gifted 10 subs. If you're one of the lucky 10 people like Lupe Peterman, Darius Cater, LaDonica Reed, Jamie Grunewald, Omo, Miranda, John L., and Ayodej Johnson, you can thank Mr. James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet because he just brought that heat to you. Jump into that squad emote tray and definitely giddy up on those Oprah emotes to start with. I am going to get the Oprah emotes in hot right now. Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. Oh, wait, no, that's Chief Wiggum. We'll have Chief Wiggum later on in the show, I'm sure. All right, there we go. Do we got some first timers? We got some first timers up in here? All right. Guys, as fun as it is to yell and play and play sound effects and high five, uh, we do have work to do. So do me a favor, get comfortable, get your coffee. I got French roast in my Sweetwater official uh, Sweetwater mug. <laughs> I pretend to be an audio uh, an audio uh, person. And uh, sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us all in an awesome wave. Stay tuned for the mid-roll where James McQuiggan is going to be giving us the joke of the week, present uh, the Grayson's joke of the week presented by James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet. He's got some some humdingers out there for you, so we'll giddy up on it. All right? I'll see you at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. These are the... Hold on, hold on. James is coming in hot. I love the community coming from the HVAC community in Florida trying to career jump. And I'm happy to say I passed my CompTIA Sec Plus yesterday morning. I'm lost on what to do next, but I'm ready for an exciting future. First of all, I'm going to like that. Second of all... Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat. And most importantly... Yes, sir. That's the official sound of someone passing a cert or getting an interview and crushing it. And James, I got to tell you, when you're ready, I am super pumped. I got the finger hovering right over um, the Miley Cyrus. I came in like a wrecking ball. 
I cannot wait to jam on that one for you. The, the official sounder of people breaking into the cyber industry. I love it. Let's go. Security headlines for Friday, February the 9th, 2024. I'm Steve Prentice. CISA and FBI issue sobering warning about Vault Typhoon. An advisory published by the two agencies along with the NSA warns that, quote, Chinese state-sponsored cyber actors are seeking to pre-position themselves on IT networks for disruptive or destructive cyber attacks against U.S. critical infrastructure in the event of a major crisis or conflict with the United States, end quote. The advisory continues, quote, Vault Typhoon's choice of targets and pattern of behavior is not consistent with traditional cyber espionage or intelligence gathering operations, and the U.S. authoring agencies assess with high confidence that Vault Typhoon actors are positioning themselves to enable lateral movement to OT assets to disrupt functions, end quote. The report highlights an example in which Vault Typhoon stole multiple zipped files that included diagrams and documentations related to OT equipment, including SCADA, relays, and switchgear. Cisco. Fi- All right. A couple things here. Uh, this is this is very sobering and very serious. Okay. So, and there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here, right? So, like on the surface, obviously, this is a news report that high-ranking federal uh, officials, people in positions of power and um, being read in on you know national security issues are warning of China-backed um, at, you know hacking into critical infrastructure. And the idea here is that um, the idea here is that they're basically establishing footholds in all these different places, not necessarily to prep like they're lining soldiers up at the border. In, uh, in a coordinated, orchestrated effort to attack on March 1st or something like that. What it sounds like is they they suspect, and of course, this is like getting filtered, 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 watered down, sanitized, made uh, palatable for the public version of what's actually happening. But what they're saying here is that in the event that we escalate into a global conflict, uh, which <laughs> depending on who you listen to, we're slowly marching towards that with China. Um, China would be in a position to immediately pull, uh, like, like flip the switch and be able to cause massive internal infrastructure uh, disruption. That, that's what the story is saying. Now, what I want to point out for cybersecurity practitioners, because I don't, I don't want to be coming, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be coming correct with the first story with doom and gloom here. Um, but what I do want to point out is two things with this particular story for you to, for you to take uh, note of and go forward with. Okay. One, they mentioned that the reason they're able to determine this is because China, which is really, really well known for their espionage techniques, the behaviors that they're observing are not consistent with espionage behaviors. This is really, really deep into at like getting into attribution. So with attribution, typically we say, okay, we're going to attribute this to Volt Typhoon or to Sandworm, a Russian-based, um, you know, very, very capable cyber threat actor, right? Or we're, we're going to uh, label this uh, Muddy Waters, the Iranian-based group uh, threat actor, okay? So, like, and usually that's what the attribution is. Now, the reason we're able to do attribution is because of the tooling that they use, the techniques and approaches they use to get initial access, post-exploitation, lateral movement, persistence, all all the beautiful cyber kill chain things, right? It's like your signature, right? Like 
if you if you're like always ordering um if you're always ordering the Caesar salad and your your significant others always ordering the crab cakes and then like you you like they're like oh two people showed up at a random restaurant and ordered Caesar salad and crab cake you could be like all right we have pretty good confidence that it's Jerry and Mrs. Osher okay like whatever like that's what I'm saying but if someone showed up at a restaurant and ordered like a double bacon cheeseburger and um the nacho plate they're like oh that's not jerry and mrs osher okay like a silly example but this is how they're doing attribution what's interesting here is this is a more layered and deeper dive into attribution because they're saying we're able to tell that it is china volt typhoon however we're seeing that the espionage mechanisms that they typically exhibit once they're taking action on objective the final step of the kill chain is not consistent with espionage. It's consistent with preparation in order to be able to execute on attack, essentially behind enemy lines in the event that that needs to happen. Very, very uh, good work by the uh, U.S. federal officials, the U.S. government, whoever, whoever. Definitely, there's some, you know, uh, you know, um, scraped knuckles, uh, greasy engineer somewhere who's doing the lifting on this and being able to make these uh, these uh, assessments. But great work, very interesting. You cannot hide in the noise with the amount of telemetry that we, the U.S. government, have uh, compiled on different threat actors. Second thing that I want to point out, they said in the story, they said the word high confidence. They're able to attribute with high confidence that this is what is actually happening. That is a very, very important specific detail and a very deliberate use of the word high. What I want to show you really quickly, this is um, Rob Lee from Dragos. Everybody knows uh, Rob Lee and Dragos and all those things, but uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, is this it? Rob Lee's, he, he's got a, um, hold on. There's, there's a really, really, like almost, I would argue, like a seminal blog post that Rob has around threat intel. And it, it's it's what's keying me off on doing this right now. So so Rob is known, Rob is known for Dragos and all the OT stuff. But this is what I want to call your attention to. I'm going to drop a link in chat. This is Rob Lee's blog. So this is his personal blog. Okay. And Rob talks about Threat intelligence assessments, okay? I'm, I'm almost positive this is the, the blog post I want to reference. Yes, okay? So look at this. Ex using estimate, uh, Ken's words of est estimative probability, and when you scroll down further, you can see right here, I see most organizations leveraging Ken's estimative language. Typically, that is low confidence, moderate confidence, high confidence, Okay. This is why this is why the word high is so important here, okay? When they say, hold on my god. When they say high confidence, you can see low confidence moderate. When they say high confidence, they're saying a hypothesis in this case that China is pivoting into critical infrastructure in the United States with the intent of preparation into um uh, disrupting US capabilities in the event of a global conflict when you make a statement like that and then you you attribute it with high confidence you're saying that that hypothesis is supported by predominant amount of available data information from multiple sources and the risk of gaps are all 
but eliminated. High confidence assessments are almost never single source. In there, obviously, there'll always be some collection gap, but for every all intents and purposes, it's been reduced to the point of negligible. Um, and it's almost, it's all but certain to not change the outcome of the assessment, any future data. All right. So I know I went down the rabbit hole on this, but my point is when they say the second I heard the word high confidence, that means it's basically like in pen. All right. So that's what's up with that. A uh, little bit deeper dive, but serious, uh, seriously interesting, seriously concerning. Um, it, it, it borderline makes me nauseous. Thank, uh, frankly, uh, thinking about um, FBI director uh, uh, Ray and Jen Easterly, and this isn't even a fun like Jen Easterly, Our Lady of Cybersecurity. Like the conversation they had with Congress the other day, this type of intel coming out, all the things are pointing towards like ew, very gross, especially with the rising tension between NATO and BRICS. Uh, Russia and Ukraine conflicts happening, Israel, Hamas, like there, there's like, there's like this, there's like conflict in the air in the geopolitical theater. Um, so, ugh. all right. Like borderline spicy. spicy. This is critical expressway flaws. According to its advisory published Wednesday, Cisco has addressed a number of vulnerabilities affecting its expressway series collaboration gateways. Two of these, with the CVE numbers 2024-20252 and 20254, could lead to cross-site request forgery attacks. These two flaws are, quote, due to insufficient cross-site request forgery protections for the web-based management interface of an affected system. An attacker could exploit these vulnerabilities by tricking a user of the API to click on a crafted link, end quote. Users are, of course, being advised to upgrade to the fixed release, and a link to the advisory is available in the show notes to this episode. Ah, uh, so refreshing. Just a classic old, <laughs> just a classic old 9.6 CVSS vulnerable internet-facing network device. Ah, uh, wow. That's so, so much more refreshing than, you know, global war. Um... Okay, so here's the deal. If you're running this Cisco device, simple. Ah, you gotta patch it. It's pretty gross. It's a classic OWASP top 10 cross-site request forgery. If you don't know what a cross-site request forgery is, definitely look it up. It's it's you know it's a standard you know vulnerability that's been around for a while. Uh, this particular uh, device must have some type of like web admin panel or web interface or something like that, or they you can send a specially crafted link to somebody who is on the box. I, I don't know exactly what the, um, the, um, exploitate, like the delivery mechanism and exploitation looks like, but the TLDR here is if you're running Cisco gear, you know, it people say like, Oh, we're a Cisco shop or we're an Aruba shop, right? If you're running Cisco gear, you know, you're running Cisco gear, throw this over to your network engineer, give DJ BSEC a Krispy Kreme donut, wish him a happy Friday and ask and tell him you hope it doesn't take all weekend and get this sorted out. This is definitely not something you, you punt. Okay. This was released on February 7th. You've already got your butt hanging out in the wind for two days. Don't like this. Uh, I mean, this could ruin your weekend. I'm sorry if it does, but uh, hopefully you have good uh, patch management, good vulnerability management. And, um, you know, with these internet facing devices are trivial to find using tools like Shodan. So um, don't let it happen to you. Don't, don't, don't be a, don't be a, um, a statistic. Okay. Uh, specifically vulnerable products are the Cisco Expressway series devices in the default config. So 
maybe you're not running default, which is good. Um, oh, this is a little less bad. The Cisco Expressway ser Series devices, if the cluster database API feature has been enabled, the feature is disabled by default. So you might actually be protected simply because, <laughs> because you didn't configure it. Uh, which is funny because we always give uh, we always give the engineers a hard time when they just rack it and stack it and walk away and don't actually configure it. But in this case, uh, it would accidentally protect protect you. Exactly, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> uh, hold on, here we go. Classic uh, classic internet memes. Uh, configuring network devices. Ain't nobody got time for that. Three million records from thousands of U.S. credit unions exposed. A report from Jeremiah Fowler, published in the journal Website Planet, describes his discovery of a database containing over 3 million U.S.-based credit union records with an estimated size of 13 gigabytes. Although confidential PII did not appear in its folders, there was a great amount of contacts, communications, and other related data of board members and the leadership of a large number of credit unions. The database itself appeared to be a repository for a CRM belonging to CU Solutions Group, and as Fowler writes, quote, although the information in the database seemed to belong to CU Solutions Group, it was never confirmed who was ultimately responsible for managing the system, end quote. Oh, yeah. A link go. to Jeremiah Fowler's full article, a strong cautionary tale about how information useful for social engineering and spoofing can easily go astray, is again available in the show notes to this episode. So this is a routine story. Um, some security researcher discovers some open repo of some set of data and posts it. <clears throat> the out, the um, the potential impact is social engineering. Now it is um, executives of credit unions, so that's financial services. That's people who have authority and power. You could see it turning into business email compromise. You could see it turning into whaling, spear phishing these individuals in order to get access, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not that it's not important, but borderline yawn. Okay. Like this is like, you know, this is like a Tuesday, uh, you know, during the off, like in the middle of the summer when like you're in between sports or something like that. You're like, ah, three million record database speech. So I'm not, again, I'm being hyperbolic and, uh, playfully humorous about this. This sucks for 3 million people, obviously. Um, what I do want to say, uh, hopefully you guys know, and if you're a first-timer here, I didn't see any hashtag first-timer, so we're all friends here, um, or we're all old friends here. Um, here's what I'm thinking when I hear this. And this is a, a gather around the campfire, uh, Dan Reardon, get your magic card going. Here's the more you know. One thing that they said in this story that uh, is definitely worth, yeah, Dane Riley, it is filler nose, but I'm able to data mine out something of value for the community here. When it, it's a CRM, which is a customer um, like relationship management tool, it basically just captures people's contact information and what you're talking to them about so they can follow up and, hey, it's been a minute since we saw you. Hey, do you want 10% off? Hey, whatever. It's, it's like a marketing tool, marketing and sales tool. All right. So they said, it looks like it's a CRM tool. So that is not part of like, you know, internal business ops for a credit union. It's definitely used by some business to sell services to a credit union. All right. Second of all, and most importantly, they said in the story, they couldn't figure out who owns it. Welcome to reality. Welcome to cybersecurity. Welcome to the pain of vulnerability management. What, like, what you're going to get it? Hold on. Is there a, um, 
is there some type of um you know I, I don't even know if this is gonna come up. Terry Tate, office linemaker. Yes, the pain train. Yes, yes, yes. This is what I think about it. If you're gonna like if you're gonna go work in the industry, and I hope you do, I love it. I've worked here for 20 years, but guess what? This is a perfect example of the pain train coming for you. Okay, this is the deal. People stand up apps all the time. People put data in apps all the time. Oh, I'm just trying this out. Oh, like we needed a quick solution. Oh, like Johnny built it on the side. We didn't have to pay for anything. It's free in-house development. Welcome to technical debt and welcome to Hot Mess Express. When they say they couldn't find who owns it, it's because it's like diffusion of responsibility. Like, oh, I don't own it. I don't own it. Oh, it was like a group of people. We did it. Like we stood it up. Oh, Bob set it up and he left the company two years ago. That's the reality. We do not get nice and clean business application owners. As much as we would like to uh, uh, say like, oh yeah, no, we run a tight shop here. If you're going to, um, it, hold on. How do I, we, we run a tight shop here. Hold on. God, Jesus. My, where's my mouse? We run a tight shop here. Everybody owns everything. We've got a racy diagram, R-A-C-I, racy diagram, right? No, you don't. That's a load of crap. That's what you told the auditors when they came in, but you don't have it. It isn't updated. It has 2019 as the timestamp in the bottom right corner, Bob. Like, come at me, bro. So the fact that they said they couldn't figure out who owns this, that is par for the course. That is not like, it'd be stunning news breaking if they knew who owned it. Get out of here with that noise. Fancy. Iran-backed hackers post deepfake news on UAE streaming TV. An Iranian state-based hacking group dubbed by Microsoft as Cotton Sandstorm broke into streaming services being aired in the United Arab Emirates and delivered a newscast presented by a deep-faked newsreader who presented a series of graphic images that seemed to display Palestinians injured and killed by Israeli military operations in Gaza, although this imagery could not be verified. This apparently occurred in December and appeared on devices connected to a specific brand of set-top box. Microsoft said the disruption also reached audiences in the UK and Canada. This is what it is, dude. Hey, right now, I'm telling you right now, you're, very, you're, you're in a lot of luck, the 385 of you that are here today. This is going to be, um, you're going to see more of this, all right? This is basically deep faked, completely fabricated news broadcast. And it's it's basically driving whatever propaganda, whatever you know, misinformation, disinformation campaign the operator behind the operation wants to perceive. They are able, apparently, this is really interesting. Um, and I hate this, but I think it's cool. Um that they're able to target specific types of de devices. So now, you know, I feel like it, in my simple pea brain, I'm thinking like, oh, you're going to blast out some fake news. Like you're going to spray it everywhere. Kind of like uh, broadcasting on a pirate radio. It goes omnidirectional. You can't really control who hears it, who doesn't. With this one, they were targeting people with specific set-top boxes or specific devices, which I'm sure they're either, you know... Uh, they were able to somehow ascertain that the target audience that they wanted to influence, emotionally charge, push fear, uncertainty, and doubt, whatever, would somehow be tied to those set-top boxes or those Roku devices or whatever. The TLDR here is whether you're targeting specific set of population or you're just blasting it out, you know, YOLO style, 
This, unfortunately, and very, very concerningly, is um, where we're heading. Deep fakes are going to get better. The the ability to detect it is going to get harder. And you know, we're 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 going to have a tough time being able to sift through what's real and what's not. And yeah, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of like, even if it's true, uh, calling into question the integrity of it, which is going to call, uh, call make everybody question everything, which is going to turn into a kind of a deep state of like uh, paranoia. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, I, 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 I hope I, I, you know, I don't want to say I beg, but like I, I hope and I pray, frankly, and I'm not really a religious person, but I, this is something like I pray we, we don't like, it makes me think of like a flush toilet, just circling down. Like, I hope we're able to swim against the current there and not, not get, you know, sucked down into this like hot mess express of calling into question everything. Um, but this is serious guys. To me, this is a, this is almost like, I, again, I hate to be like conspiracy Jerry or whatever. Let's get the tinfoil hat. But um, I feel like this is an opening salvo to demonstrate like what this capability could look like in a actual production uh, application. All right. All right. Let's go. And now a word from our sponsor, Vanta. I need some Simply Cyber Breakfast from dozens Club now. of spreadsheets like and that. screenshots to fragmented tools and manual security reviews, managing the requirements for modern compliance Thanks, and security ben, programs is increasingly challenging. Vanta is the leading trust management platform that helps you centralize your efforts to establish trust and enable growth across your organization. Over 6,000 companies partner with Vanta to automate compliance, strengthen security posture, streamline security reviews, and reduce third-party risk. To learn more, go to vanta.com slash CISO and watch their three-minute product demo. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash CISO. Let's do Surge. it. Just let this breathe for a second, shall we? All right, y'all. Hey, if you're getting entertainment value or educational value from the stream, thank you so very much. We'd love it if you took a hot second and hit the like button on YouTube. It goes a long way to helping other people find the stream. Simple as that. I don't care about the vanity metric of how many likes. All I care about is triggering the YouTube algorithm to help more cybersecurity people um, fight and 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 you know take advantage of all the resources we have available for them. Right? It, the internet is dark and full of terrors. There's no reason to swim upstream. Get in here and do it. Want to say thank you to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Solutions and Panopsi Security, and also my near and dear friends over at Anti Siphon Training. Anti-Siphon Training is disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by providing high-quality, cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of financial position. A lot of hand movements going on here. They offer the opportunity to learn skills, practice what is taught, and engage with their community in a fun and inclusive way. Go to antisiphontraining.com. Links in the description below. You're going to love it. I love it. I was on Black Hills Information Security stream yesterday for two hours because I love what they're doing over there. Many of you took 
active defense and cyber deception, and SOC core skills, and had a banger of a time. If you took those courses, drop it in chat what your thoughts were. Would love to share it. Super proud, super honored to be affiliated with uh, Anti-Siphon Training. Now, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Listen, Scott B has the baton. Scott, Scott B, tag somebody in chat, please, Scott. Listen really quickly. If you want to blow up your professional network, super simple. Listen up. This is super simple way to blow up your network for five minutes a day. Head over to LinkedIn. Head over to LinkedIn. Search for the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. And then find the posts like Scott B's post and comment on it and connect with Scott and the people in the comments. For five minutes a day of active behavior, you'll get picked up in the Peloton. So the next person who comes in, since you're in the comments, they're going to connect with you. You'll passively blow up your network. It's awesome. Now, for one lucky person today, I would love for someone to volunteer to take the baton. Head over to LinkedIn, make your post, share your story. Why are you doing cybersecurity? Why are you driving? What sacrifices are you making? Let us know. Use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge and tag me in it, and we will blow it up and blow up your professional network. So, Scott B., giddy up on that. And thank you all for your uh, continued contribution for the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Now, every single day of the week has a special segment. And Fridays is no different. Fridays is Grayson's Joke of the Week presented by James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet. You can see right here, James McQuiggan coming in hot from, like literally C3D at 35,000 feet. Jet setting like a boss, James. Thanks for, uh, thanks for continuing to um, provide the jokes even while you're on travel. Here we go, y'all. Why are birthdays good for your health? Why are birthdays good for your health? Must be somebody's birthday, James McQuiggan. Why are birthdays good for your health? Well, studies have shown that people who have more birthdays actually live longer. <laughs> hey, what goes up but never comes down? What goes up but never comes down? Your age, your age never comes down. And finally, does a green candle burn longer than a pink candle? Does a green candle burn longer than a pink candle? Nope. They both burn shorter. L-O-L. -L. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Philip Martin's picked up the baton. Let's go, Philip Martin. Let's go. All right, guys. Great jokes. Uh, thanks, James McQuiggan. Great. Uh, happy birthday, Emilio Garcia, coming up. All right, guys. Let's finish, the, let's finish strong, shall we? Let's finish strong. Surge in face swap attacks threatens remote identity verification. An article from Graham Cluley in Tripwire this week describes a 700% increase in deep-faked face swapping attacks in mid-2023. Quoting from a report from biometric firm iProve, that is I-P-R-O-O-V, the face swapping fraudsters are using off-the-shelf tools like SwapFace, Deep Face Live and Swap Stream to create facial images that can pass the liveness test, which is where a person must not only look into a webcam, but turn their head from side to side. Cluley writes, quote, the face swapping software can create a highly convincing synthetic video, which is fed to a virtual camera that mimics a genuine webcam. End quote. La
All right. Uh, so a couple things. If I didn't show you, I guess maybe I got confused there. Like a complete uh, donkey. I was showing you guys my back of my phone, not <laughs> not my picture. So yeah, like yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, God damn, that's that's wrong. There we go. Whatever. Frick it. Forget it. Sorry, Kennedy. All right, here we go. Surgeon deep fake face swap attacks. Here we go. Um. Here's the dilly, yo. Deep fakes are coming for you. Uh, hide your wife, hide your kids, right? <laughs> so we got a story right here about deep fake action. Uh, we had a story yesterday about deep fake action. Deep, uh, the business email compromised to the tune of $25 million. Deep fake action. We got deep fakes for days, people. And apparently, like to no surprise, there's going to be more and more uh, like uh, apps and lowering the bar to entry. So people who are less skilled, can uh execute these deep fake attacks all like we can't stop it right it's like trying to stand in front of a, a rushing uh wave and like think you're going to stop it so all we have to do is basically ride the lightning and try to manage the new risk that gets adopted by the way shout out to grc people this is why we have jobs because the threat landscape changes and we can't do things the way we just always did them or else we would fail miserably. So in this instance, remote identity verification, like know your customer in the financial uh, services thing. Um, if you're doing some type of like access into systems that requires visual identification, snapshot, whatever. Um, I, I worked somewhere once where you could do password reset um, by... Um, like snapping a selfie and sending it. So like all of those processes and techniques are out the window. Like you basically should review any process that you use a picture of a person as official and throw it, yeet it <laughs> into the sun because it no longer works. Uh, secondly, I actually brought this up to my Citadel students. For those of you who don't know, I teach at the Citadel Military College, and I showed them that business email compromise. And they actually had some really interesting thoughts. One particular student said, "Can they? Um, is there a way that they can just detect uh, that the feed is being altered?" I thought it was really interesting, but I want to point out uh, that people should know it, these apps. It's like it's like the filters that you can add on Snapchat or whatever that then goes into the stream. So it's not like Zoom or uh, YouTube or whatever is getting my camera input feed. The camera and the deep fake is being applied prior to entering the camera feed and it's being sent as like a virtual cam, right? So like all that processing and crap is being done prior to getting there. Now that doesn't mean that you can't analyze um, the pixels and and see what a computer can see that a person can't see and see where that stitching's occurring around the outside of the face where the deep fakes being applied to the actual subject. You can do that, and that is a technique for detecting, uh, definitively detecting deep fakes. But again, as they get better at it, they're going to make the smoothing of that um, stitching, you know, smoother and make it more and more difficult to use that technique to detect it. So that's a hot mess express. Um, and that's what's up. So yeah, 2FA, exactly, Dane Riley. 3FA, you know, whatever. It depends what you're trying to protect and everything like that, but not good. Uh, J.E. and Michelle, what are you talking about the first story with the CIS FBI? Is there like a new, is there an update or a new, is there new information? Let's keep going, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out, J.E. Pass warns of fake app on Apple Store.
This fake app looks very similar in color and design to that of LastPass and includes testimonials copied from the genuine LastPass app profile. Its key difference is the name LastPass, L-A-S-S-P-A-S-S, password manager, rather than LastPass. All of which makes malware bytes suggest that this is a purposeful attempt to trick users into downloading a fake app and not a happy accident. The fact that the fake app's privacy policy points to a web domain that is clearly not one belonging to LogMeIn, the developer of LastPass, is another clue for those willing to do their due diligence. The genuine company, LastPass, has stated it is actively working to get the fake app taken down as soon as possible and will continue to monitor for other fraudulent clones. But at the time of this recording, the fake app was still available in the Apple App Store. All right. Um, I mean, this is, you know, I guess, hey, if you're a threat actor, you got to shoot your shot. Sometimes it's not all about nation state level uh, you know, moving satellites into position and having Tom Cruise hold on to the side of a, a you know, a C one thirty. Sometimes it's simple as creating a just a piece of malware, dropping it in the well. It, this is a Trojan essentially, dropping it in the App Store, making it look identical to a popular app, and just saying like, let it ride. You know, obviously this is going to get detected pretty soon. It's we're not trying to run a business here. There's no way these threat actors are trying to run a competitor to LastPass and just leverage their branding look and feel in order to um, get adoption. They're criminals. They're running Trojans, and they're hoping that people like Carl, Carl! don't notice the difference and just click, 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 click. I, I'd even I'd even think that you know if you really wanted to pair this with a nice um, Keontae. <laughs> A uh, little, little uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs reference. If you wanted to pair this attack with a nice Chianti, you might want to uh, take out Google Ads, maybe $10,000, $20,000 worth of Google Ads, and get that uh, for the keyword LastPass and get that result pushed up to the top as a sponsored post. And then have you know my Aunt Donna click in LastPass. She's finally going to get on a password vault and then immediately get infected. So uh, that's, that's no good. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, these are the different attack techniques, right? Sometimes you don't have to be super clever. Sometimes you just have to be an enterprising individual and, you know, create a fake app and hope that people don't notice. This is very much hiding in plain sight, right? That, that's all this is, okay? Data breaches at French healthcare payment service providers affect 33 million people. The affected companies... <laughs> All right, hey, really quick. Toasty Pop says the genuine la- the, the actual LastPass app should also be removed from the App Store. <laughs> what a what a oh, double down on uh, jokes of Friday. Thanks Toasty Pops. That's hilarious, man. Via Medis and Almeris <laughs> provide healthcare and insurance services including administrative solutions to facilitate transactions. As Bleeping Computer writes, quote, they manage the sensitive data of policyholders required for granting reimbursements and generally streamline the payment process in France's complex multi-layered insurance coverage system, end quote. This is one of the largest cyber attacks in France's history, affecting half its population. Although no financial information was stolen, the haul did include names, dates of birth, insurer details, social security numbers, marital status, civil status, and guarantees open to third-party payment. End quote. Austrian... All right. So, uh, healthcare data breach in France. I see London. I see France. I see data breaches. 
It's like seeing your underpants. Okay, so a couple things. Um, like I'm not gonna like get I'm not gonna get too crazy here with with all this, but what I will say is, you know, anytime there's a data breach of healthcare data, you got to be mindful. In 2024, with all of this, um, data breaches and stuff. Really, unless you're getting some type of like passwords and usernames where they're immediately going to use it to log in and, and then perpetrate more fraud or get uh, credentials for IT staff and then log in and start doing privilege access stuff. Straight up data breaches. What we're looking at is social engineering, phishing attacks. Expect an uptick in activity. Um, this is, you know, this is like um, mainstream threat actor behavior, right? They did mention that. Um, it's your, you know, your, uh, name insurer, also marital status. So, you know, Hey, I'm looking at you, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, delays there. You better put a ring on it. Right. Uh, fun story. Tidbits Tuesday, <laughs> tidbits Tuesday, Mrs. Osier. Uh, when we were dating, uh, this song came out around the time that we, I proposed to her, but she was busting my chops about put a ring on it. I mean, th this is going back to like 2000 three or four or whatever it was. But anyways, fun fact, um, if you were involved in this data breach, it sucks. If you service uh, you know, French citizens, if you are a French citizen, I know we have France representation on Worldwide Wednesday. Um, be mindful of this. It's just basically, it's, it's standard operating procedure. Shields up, be on the lookout, be suspicious of random opportunities, random emails. Uh, they did mention the insurer. So if you're starting to get letters in the mail or messages about like, oh, you owe X amount of money for some procedure that you didn't get, um, think of it as the same as like getting a message saying that you signed up for like a year of Geek Squad membership. Uh, call and confirm out of band. You might even want, this is a good opportunity to educate your end users. Let them know um, that if they do get some information, um, to definitely call out of band. It's a little bit inconvenient because it's certainly easier to call the number on the paper, but threat actors want you to call the number on the paper or the number on the pop-up. That's like how the scam works. So uh, if you got a, a, a bill from the local hospital saying you did something, Google the local hospital and then call that number. Town cancels funerals due to ransomware attack. A new infrastructure area that we have not yet covered here on Cybersecurity Headlines, funerals. The Austrian <clears throat> municipality of Kurneberg has had to cancel all funerals due to a ransomware attack that affected all of its data, including backups. In a somewhat unfortunate turn of phrase, the town council's deputy mayor stated, quote, everything is dead. We cannot even print out registration forms or death certificates or transfer bills, end quote. As is the case in most countries, funerals in Austria cannot be carried out without death certificates, which are now inaccessible. The town's IT team had signed off on the security of the town's systems last December. Representatives have stated they do not intend to pay the ransom. All right, so a couple things here. One, wow. Grayson's joke of the week presented by James McQuiggan. Uh, the jokes are coming in. Toasty Pops dropped the last pass one. Uh, the mayor of this Australian town dropping one, um, saying that all systems are dead. <laughs> Little too on the nose, my friend. Um, so basically, the deal is uh, in Cronenberg, um, and this makes sense, you can't bury someone if they don't have an official death record. I know it's just process, procedure, and paperwork, but we have processes for a reason, right? 
And unfortunately, this city got hit with ransomware and now they can't do anything. I do find it a little peculiar that they can't do um, paper paper processes. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure they buried people in Cronenberg prior to the invention of the computer. Um, clearly, they don't have those like um, they don't have those um, uh, workflows practiced because you know computers have been around mainstream for thirty years now. But um, you think that if they're not going to pay the ransom and they're probably rebuilding their computers, you would think that they would have some type of uh, continuity planning. That's my thing, guys. Like I'm all about continuity planning um, because. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? If this stream got all dorked up right now, I would spin up a new stream and, you know, it, it wouldn't be as good. Some of you might not be able to find it, but it would happen. You got to have something, dude. Even if they didn't practice, even if they didn't practice um, tabletop exercises, there's a business continuity planning or whatever. You can't just be like, oh, we're, we're down until further notice. Deal with it. I'm going to go get a coffee in a, in a crawler, right? Or whatever. Austrian people eat. I don't know what what's what's very Austrian schnitzel. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I'd ask ChatGPT, but I don't want to bother you guys. Long story short, ransomware can dork up any any business, any business. I don't care what you're doing, burying people, giving birth to people, something in the middle. If you don't have IT systems, you're screwed. I will say that if Simply Cyber got hit with ransomware, uh, I've got a backup computer. I'd spin that sucker up and we'd be off and running. Again, it wouldn't be perfect, but I got a backup computer because we got to we gotta do it. We got to do it. All right, let's keep going. We've got a packed Friday of live streams today. No, we don't. We've got more uh, Simply Cyber awesomeness for you. All right, guys. Hey, that was the uh, morning brief. We're 10 minutes early, which is perfect because we're going to be kicking it. I want to share with you guys, if you did not catch yesterday's Simply Cyber live episode... I've been going hot and heavy. Um, we've got a slate of Simply Cyber Live uh, episodes coming up um, hardcore every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Anyways, Jack Recyder, creator and host of Darknet Diaries, was my guest last night. And when I say this interview was amazing, I have really enjoyed meeting so many amazing people on Simply Cyber Live. We've had John Hammond, Keith Adams, um, like so many, so many people to mention, right? Zach Hill, John Strand, Jack Recyder was maybe the most amazing interview I've had. And, and like, I'm not being hyperbolic. Jack just brought the heat. He's very humble. He's wicked interesting. We all know him. Uh, honestly, hearing his voice, uh, it, it's so, there's such a tight link to the actual podcast. Um, it was cool. So definitely go check it out. I'll drop a link in the news if you want. Go check out that live stream. You will you will not be disappointed. Um, also, I want to let you know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but... You can listen to all the Simply Cyber content. I know we do it every morning and stuff, but like literally every single day, the audio of this stream, as well as the audio from my Simply Cyber live interviews, they get posted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, like wherever you listen to your audio podcast, you can get it there. Please go give it a sub, give it a like or whatever. I don't even know what you do, uh, but dude, grab it up and uh, hook it up. 
Yeah, Marcio, I've, I've tried. Um, I don't have a direct connection to David Bombal. I have a couple people who said they have a connection that they would try to connect me with David. It's never turned into anything. I, I don't really try to push those things. I'm not, I'm not trying to like blow this thing. I mean, I'm trying to grow Simply Cyber, but I'm not like, to me, I'm more organic kind of guy. You know what I mean? Um, also, I want to let you guys all know, if you didn't know, um, I'm dropping all sorts of bombs today. Um, Cyber Starters, this is my another one of my podcasts. You can get it on Spotify. I would appreciate you grabbing a, um, a like or whatever. I, I, again, I don't know what these things are. A follow. Uh, here's a show link to Cyber Starters. Definitely good. And then I technically got an update for everybody. I haven't really, I haven't teased this. I haven't mentioned this in any way whatsoever. But check this out. This is kind of a... Um, Actually, let's do it for jawjacking, all right? Let's pivot over to jawjacking. Guys, if you were here just for the news, thank you all so very much. I hope you've enjoyed it. For those who are interested, I saw a couple, couple messages. This is my one of my The Midnight band t-shirts. I love The Midnight so much. All right, guys, if you were just here for the news, be good. Yep, Laura Flores, Neil's one of the people I talked to. <laughs> it didn't, never turned into anything. Um, be good, everybody. Stay safe. And until next time, stay secure. If you want, hang out. We're going to do some jaw jacking. Let's go. All right. What's up, everybody? Let me hold on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jaw Jack, and I'm your host, Cherry Guy. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday after the live stream, we like to kick it a little bit. And have a good time. I wanted to share some cool updates with everybody. Check this out. Like I mentioned, Cyber Starters. Uh, oh, by the way, if you, if you don't know what we're doing here, this is just kind of a, a, a spillover from the um, Daily Cyber Threat Brief, AMA. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. I love helping the community. I, I love I love my job. I love my job. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Like you you guys are all my boss. I feel like I'm uh, I'm delivering on expectations. I want to share something wicked cool with you guys. So Cyber Starters is fully out, right? Cyber Starters is fully out. We got another podcast dropping on the uh, on Simply Cyber starting February 14th. If you didn't know, now you know. Two cyber chicks, Erica and Jax, are coming under the Simply Cyber umbrella. I'm super excited, super pumped. I love Erica and Jax. Uh, they've been friends for years. They've been doing uh, two cyber chicks Uh on a different platform for a few years. They're going to be launching season four officially under Simply Cyber Media. So I told you guys at the last All Hands meeting, I'm growing the Simply Cyber Media to have more content, right? So we've got the Daily Threat Brief. We've got the Thursday Live. We've got Cyber Starters. We got two Cyber Chicks now. And probably in March, we'll be launching What the Frock, Threat or Opportunity with Charles Finfrock. So check it out, y'all. I'm out here working for you, okay? Please don't tell me I'm not delivering the goods because I'm out here working for you guys.
Pete wants to know if anyone's going to CactusCon 12 in Mesa next week. It's going to be my first conference. Uh, Pete, I will tell you that Jack Recyder will be there. So definitely say hi to him. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thanks for the super chat, uh, by the way. And holla, holla, holla. Yeah, I'm going to post later today on LinkedIn announcing the two Cyberchicks relationship. But you guys know, I, I got to tell you, I love dropping things to you first and then going public with it. Uh, Carrie says, Jerry, I found something that's really popular to learn and wonder if you have a way to learn it. I found QR phishing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so, so Carrie's asking about how to learn QR phishing. I guess what I would say, Carrie, is that, and, and for really everybody else, a QR code is simply like a URL. It's just that your camera reads it, not a human, right? So if you are going to want to learn QR codes, here's what I would do. And I'm doing this on the fly, okay? You would have to set up... Um, you would have to set up a phishing landing page, okay? First of all, Carrie, this is before the QR code. You'd have to set up a phishing landing page. You can use tools like GoFish, Social Engineering Toolkit, and other uh, tools for that. Also, and I, I know, Carrie, that uh, you're not enrolled in my uh, Simply Cyber um, Cybersecurity 101 course. But what I would say is I have an entire lab on exactly how to build a phishing landing page. But anyways, to your question, build a phishing landing page, right? First of all, the phishing landing page is going to have some URL. Some URL. It has to have a URL because it's a phishing landing page. Once you do that, then go online, and I'm just typing this in, QR code generator. Here's the first one, right? Then you type in, hold on one second, get out of here. You type in www. Oh my God, I hate cookies. Right, simply, like, simplycyber.io is what I'm writing here, um, Carrie. But really what you want to write is your phishing landing page, okay? Whatever. I'm, I'm writing simply cyber.io, but that's the phishing landing page. Then this right here, this is it. This is the QR code. So if you want, you can play around with it. You can have scan me. Uh, you can change the color, change the shape, like whatever you want. Make it more interesting. Maybe create a couple. Do whatever you want. Right? Then, whoops. Obviously this site, you know, the more you do, uh, the more expensive it is. And uh, take a screenshot and then print it out and stick it on a wall and see who clicks on it, right? That's all it is. So doing QR phishing, all you're doing is replacing the hyperlink that a human would read with a hyperlink that a computer would read. But the backend infrastructure of the phishing platform does not change. It's just the mechanism on which you deliver a victim to it. Ooh, hey, let, let me let me drop some knowledge bombs on y'all. Thank you very much, Ms. Kimberly Can Fix It. I love Kimberly. We got some awesome, awesome guests coming up for Simply Cyber Live. Uh, this is Chase, Dr. Chase Cunningham. He's going to be coming on. We're going to be doing a fireside chat, which means the conversation goes wherever you guys want it. Right after that, we've got the very talented and very uh, kind Sandra Liu. I think she pronounces her last name Liu. I didn't confirm that with her. Uh, she's a YouTube content creator. Uh, I had a, a like an hour phone call with her. She is a delightful human being. I think you guys are going to love uh, talking to her. And then, of course, we've got our our very good, reliable friend, 
Mr. John Hammond. He's coming on Fireside Chat. But uh, really, I reached out to John. Him and um, Nahamsek just launched a new company. And I want to know all about it. And I want you guys to know all about it. So I said, hey, John. I tried to get John and Ben both, but Ben's busy. So um, John's like, I'll come on. Uh, you, you know what's funny? You guys say to me, or I, I get asked all the time, like, how do you, like, Jerry, do you sleep? How do you accomplish so much? I look at John Hammond and say that. Like, John, I don't know how John does it, frankly. It, like, it blows my mind. All right, so Oscar Flores says, for newbies to cybersecurity, which would you recommend? VMware or VirtualBox for hacking practicing? All right, well, so VMware and VirtualBox are basically just hypervisors to host um, uh, VMs. Now, VirtualBox is free and VMware costs money. So right there, you know, if you've got a budget constraint, VirtualBox is the way to go. I've used both. I mean, basically, they both serve my needs. I haven't really, one way or the other. I think VMware is a little bit slicker. Um, I, you know, I would re- I would rely on um, the community to answer. Like, so Oscar Flores, I don't have a preference either way. I'll use either one. I don't care in order to achieve my goal. I do think uh, VMware is a little bit more robust, which is why you're paying it. Um But I'm going to start a poll. We've got 318 people here. Go ahead and drop a poll. If you have a preference, actually, hold on. Let me let me, let me me end this poll really quickly. I, I meant to add a third option really quickly. Hold on. VMware VirtualBox. VMware VirtualBox. Add preference. I don't care. Either. All right, go ahead. Vote on this if you would, and we can get Oscar Flora as a consensus response to this question. Marcio says he watched one of the videos where I chatted with Erica about GRC job interviews, and it helped a lot. I had two interviews, and there's a third now next week. Go go crush it. Yeah, that, that uh, video with Erica's dynamite. The only thing that sucks about that interview is I was getting a new roof put on my house, so there's like, there's like, there's noise in the background that really sucks. Oh yeah, Carrie announced he got a new job. I came in like a yeah, Carrie, crush it, buddy. Love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> yep. What else we got, everybody? You're gonna find VMware and business enterprise systems. Oh, that's a good point. Toasty pops. That is a good point. If you use VMware, you're more likely to see it in business. So you know you could drop that in a job interview. I feel like the only downside I've ever had with VirtualBox is like dealing with, like when you start getting into like more complex networking and like the networking gets all jacked up. Ray Sanchez says, what's everyone's thoughts on appropriate dress code for an in-person interview for entry-level SOC analyst position? So Ray Sanchez, uh, you know, everybody can chime in on Ray's question. For me personally, um, I, I like to wear a blazer with uh, no tie. So I, I hate ties. So like I'll wear a, a button down shirt with a blazer over it or a, a nice cardigan um, and dress pants. That's, that's my jam. Um, you know, it, it's like, it's like professional and classy without being like overdone. 
Mono Julian's in the house. It's been a minute, Mono. Good to see you. We just become best friends. Yep. Mono uses Parallel for Windows and VMware on Linux. Very nice, Mono. We got, um, wow, pretty evenly split down the middle here. Uh, I'm going to end the poll. So Oscar Flores, there you go, man. It's, it's split kind of down the middle. 37% VirtualBox, 32% uh, doesn't care, 29% VMware. Oh, geez, Carrie, don't don't be so negative, buddy. You just keep on. <laughs> like everybody's like celebrating, um, you know, the success, right? So it's, it's good. John Hoyt, uh, Blazer is legit and tie or not tie is fine. John Hoyt is a CISO and has interviewed lots of people. Uh, believe that. So that's good information. Be good, James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet. Safe travels, my friend. Yeah, Carrie, you are making your LinkedIn look more professional. Perfect. You know, one thing I don't like about LinkedIn, so I have like five active jobs right now. So like anytime I hit an anniversary, it like pings everybody to say like, congratulations on the new job or congratulations on the job, which which I appreciate the love um, from the community. I really, really do. But it's funny because like anytime it happens, it, it just, it like denial of service attacks my LinkedIn yeah, so um, Carrie didn't get a new job. Carrie was updating his LinkedIn profile to look uh, more professional, which is exactly what you should be doing. I have an entire module in my new Cyber 101 course around that. <clears throat> so. So let's take a look. All right. So what other questions people got? Anything? Or you guys want to just hang out? I could. I could... I could wrap on things going on, new initiatives, got some talks coming up, uh, got the uh, the TV show coming up. Cyber 101's out, obviously. Oh, I'm going to be uh, introducing, so here, here's a, I'm going to be introducing some, uh, a, I think I'm going to do two CMMC lectures and add them to the GRC course. So if you already have the GRC course, you'll automatically get access to those CMMC lectures. I haven't recorded them. I haven't outlined the talks yet but i want to like cmmc 2.0 is in um request for comments phase and then it's about to at the end of like february i think it's going to get uh closed and then for like six months uh adjudicated on the comments and then released at the end of the year so i'm ready to do that um jenny housley wants to know if we're going to do simply CyberCon again this year i think we should jenny it's been long enough it's been long enough where I've, I, I'm like, yes, let's do it. I've kept all the infrastructure in place. So the website, um, the, like the, the softwares and stuff that we paid for. Uh, that's another thing. Hey, really quickly, um, just I guess just to tell the community, we don't have, have a conversation about it right yet, but um, we raised like four grand. There's like $4,000 sitting in a bank account that we raised for the nonprofit. I can use that money for anything, right? But to me, like the spirit of why it was raised and everything. So I don't know what to do with that money, but we've got to figure it out either through scholarships or uh, sending speakers next year, speakers for Simply CyberCon, using that money to fund shirts and merch or speaker swag bags or whatever. I don't know, but there, there's like four grand sitting there. Um, so Chris Cahall wants to know, how do you think you should put certification badges from Let's Defend on your resume? 
Um, so Chris, I would, if it were me, like I would try to, I would try to capture like, what is the essence of the skill that the certification is illustrating that you are certified in, right? So SOC, you know, security operations center analyst certified, right? Cause I know let's defend is more on the blue side. I would do something like that. Cause you can't, you can't confirm that everybody knows. Um, Oh, Jenny Housley's. I think, all right, so I think Jenny Housley has volunteered to speak at Simply CyberCon next year. Yes, sir, we got our first speaker. Very nice. Very nice. Um, All right, so there's a lot of questions coming in. Uh, So Jay and Michelle says, are they all going to have their own channels or you're going to make a one spot? So I think you're talking about the uh, new podcasts. The way it's going to work is on Spotify, on the audio pack podcasts, just like you can see now with Simply Cyber and Cyber Starters, there will be individual pods, just like two cyber chicks will have individual pods. And I, I probably need to break out um, Simply Cyber Live as a separate pod as well. But for the video piece of it, it will all be on Simply Cyber's platform. That That's like part of the part of the deal is like when they come over, like two cyber chicks, um, the channel's got a hundred thousand subs now. So like, it's an opportunity to, uh, reach a wider audience and let more people discover Erica and Jack's and the, the great work they're doing. Um, and, and more content for, for the channel as well. So that it, it turns into the, like, there's always new content and there's something every single day. I think we're going to drop two cyber chicks vids on Wednesdays. All right. <clears throat> Here's. Add this to the Simply Cyber. Holy Jesus. Hold on. Oh my God. Eric Taylor with a God damn. Sorry, Kennedy. Sorry, not sorry. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Um, like. Did we just become best friends? Is yep. this Eric Taylor? Is this Eric Taylor? It's kind of hard to. Hold on. I think this is Eric Taylor. Yes, it is Eric. T- Eric Taylor with a 500 bomb. Jesus. That pants is so hot right now. The soundboard just melted down. The soundboard didn't even know how to how to handle that. It's just like, oh, you gotta patch it. Ah, you gotta patch it. <laughs> Holy Jesus! Well, thank you, Eric Taylor, and certainly we will make sure that Simply CyberCon Two is uh, um, an absolute hoot. I don't even, I don't think we had any sponsors for Simply Cyber Con One. Haiku was there to sponsor a range. Um, and uh, I think Cybersecurity Central was involved. Kimberly volunteered in a lot of time. So, um, oh, Casually Joseph took the credit card. Very nice. Very nice, Casually Joseph. I love it. Uh, they did a vis- uh, uh, they did a remote visual identification for Eric Taylor there. And Casually Joseph did a deep fake. Very nice. That was a car payment bomb. Simply, dude, guys, I love Simply CyberCon. Is it too early to start talking about Simply CyberCon 2.0? Um, you guys want to? Did I um? Did I share? Have I shared on stream the updates with the logo? Right, I, I showed you that guys the logo stuff. Right, there's been some developments. I don't know if I've shared those with you. Um, let me know if you guys want an update. Um, hold on. Uh, let me see. You guys want an update on that? Holy jeez. 
All right, so here we go. Here's here's the updates. Okay, hold on. I got to open this up so you guys don't see my um, my personal email. <laughs> <clears throat> all right all right here we go there's going to be two different things to show you here okay what is going on all right hold on hold on i'm gonna have to do this two different ways okay I just gotta make sure that I don't dox myself. Hold, hold on one second. Let me do this. Let me do this really quickly. This will be worth it. Trust me. If there's more questions, <laughs> you're funny, Eric Taylor. Uh, let me um, let me do this really quickly. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, so here's the deal. This is what the um, this is what the graphic designer sent back to me after we talked, and um, I told him. So I I liked the first two, the first option and the third option. So he made some revisions. You can see basically they go horizontal. It's like option one's on the top, option two. Um, Kind of refined that, added a little bit of like an 80s vibe to it. I appreciate that. The other one I liked was this one. Remember we couldn't see the C? Now you can Now you can see it's a little bit more C-like. See like how there's a C there? Um, I, I like this one. I thought this one was, whoops. I thought, oh my God, get out of here. I thought this one was a little too angular. Looks like an escalator. Like it looks like a sign saying there's an escalator ahead. Um, so I told him I like this. Didn't feel really techy though. Um, so he took that under advisement. Then he, so this is the one he just sent me like a couple hours ago, uh, positing it as a potential final logo. I like it. I like it. it. It's kind of a blend of those two. Let me know what you think. You can see it's smooth. By the way, one, one thing that jumped out to me that I really like, even though you can see the S and you can see the C for Simply Cyber, I also like to think of it as this is your journey as a cybersecurity practitioner. And you're going to, hey, what do you want to do in the industry? You're going to have forks in the road on where you want to niche down. And like you're going to choose your path, right? So it's like a fork in the road. And Simply Cyber, you know, I'm very proud to say we help people with those decisions and those choices. So I like that that's got that hidden value, that hidden meaning. <clears throat> so let me know in chat. Let me know in chat what you think. If you got any thoughts on this, I would love it. And thanks again for the super chat, Eric Taylor. Brittany Young, first timer. Brittany. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party. Thank pal. you, Brittany Young. Let's give Brittany the little uh, John McLean emote. Welcome her to the party. Where's the John? There's John emote. Also, uh, so Brittany, welcome to the party. Also, wanna I love 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 pointing out how awesome the mods are and how vital they are to the success of Simply Cyber. So thank you, mods. <clears throat> 
All right, so Stone Arrow says it needs more cowbell. Hilarious. Uh, Dark Knight likes it. <clears throat> so Tito Cybertech, hold on. T I, I do want to get some feedback on the um, logo too, but Tito Cybertech says he opened a LLC company and has been providing consulting and IT services around. Yes, absolutely. Bro, Tito, all day long, that's job experience. I would document the crap out of it. That's like a that's like a hack, by the way, to get job experience when you can't get job experience. It's a harder way to do it, but it's absolutely 100% spot on. Uh, Jane Michelle says he'd make the C more noticeable. Okay, appreciate that. ZMF wants more cowbell. Okay. Cyber Diary, I think the LLC, I think he just fat-fingered typed it. I do, I do wonder, um, do you like this one? Like, so this one has a more rounded S to it, right? So you see how he, he like, see how it's like less, it's like less rounded, less S, right? I don't know. Do you guys have a thought? It's like less S. I don't know. I, I think I kind of like the rounded S more, honestly. What do you guys think? <laughs> okay. All right. Rounded's definitely better. We're seeing that. Uh, Ellery likes uh, the S more. Don't overthink it. All right. Hey, let's do this. Here we go. Let's start a poll. A lot of people like in the, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people like it. The rounded one. A lot of people liking the rounded one. I appreciate that. I dropped a squat uh, a poll in chat. I like the blue background better too. Aaron KG's in the house. What's up, Aaron? Good to see you. Oh, Aaron, you haven't seen the studio? Uh, welcome to the party, pal. I can't wait until um, this this shot over here is done. Get some in-studio interviews going. Holy shit. What? Wait a minute. What? Hold on. Hold on. Where, there's something going on right now. 
uh, hold on one second. There's like something major happening right now. Okay. Okay. Can I, um, what, uh, uh, okay. Hold on one second. All right. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, uh, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is next level buffer, uh, buffer overflow interrupt. All right. Um, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to like, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Hold on one second. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm, ah. I'm, I'm trying to do something here. Um, to, to really, oh my God. All right, guys. So this just happened. This just happened. This just happened. Okay. Eric Taylor dropped $500 into a super chat a little while ago. He attempted to do another $500 super chat and YouTube was like, nah, brah, you're probably fraud. No, we're not going to let you do it. So Eric Taylor, Eric, <laughs> Eric Taylor just sent me a screenshot of him wiring. Okay. Him wiring $5,000, $5,000 into uh simply cybers account. So we just got literally the largest super chat I've ever heard of. I've ever seen. It doesn't even conform to YouTube standards. So he went direct ACH into the bank account. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Eric Taylor. I don't even become best friends. There, yep. There's probably got to be a different sound effect for that. <gasps> so I just want you to know that Eric Taylor Barricade Cyber Solutions. Not only are they a stream sponsor and a longtime supporter of what we're doing here, but Eric Taylor is. Barricade Cyber Solutions is strongly committed through financial contributions, among other things, to ensure the success of Simply Cyber and absolutely enable us to do wonderful things. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I just released Cybersecurity 101. I'm going to, I got to think about how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to create like an Eric Taylor scholarship fund and um, give out either raffle off or give out uh, to individuals that we we know as a community have demonstrated uh, need and would really, really benefit from that uh, program. Uh, and it'll be the official Eric Taylor scholarship. I know Eric didn't ask for that. I know he didn't just make that donation uh, in order to get that type of thing. Um, but here's what we do, guys. We're a community. We serve each other and just, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Eric Taylor. Much love and uh, genuinely appreciate that you are willing to recognize the, the community and recognize the value that Simply Cyber is delivering to that community. That was a f bomb. That just dropped, y'all. Like, that's why I was like, wait a minute. I got to look at it. I got to like get this clear. Like, what? Um, so $5,000 super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, this is one of those times where I wish we were on Twitch so we could just like melt everything. But wow, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Toasty Pops. Yeah, like Eric Taylor has a financial uh, uh, interest now in Simply Cyber. Oh, jeez. Wow. All right. 
uh, Carrie, you are actually one of the individuals I was thinking of. Uh, 110%. In fact, Carrie's going to be our very first recipient of the Cyber 101 Eric Taylor Scholarship. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by to stand by. Standing by. Going into courses. Yes, 100%. If you're a recipient of the scholarship, we definitely want to know your experiences and have you share with us how the uh, how the course has helped. Definitely want that. Doink, 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 doink. Stand by. All righty, here we go. I just gotta, I'm gonna do this in real time, y'all. All right. So, Carrie, go open your LinkedIn. Carrie, open your LinkedIn right now. Thank you, Eric Taylor, for the opportunity. And Carrie, I w- I'd like to welcome you as the first recipient of the Eric Taylor Cybersecurity Scholarship. It's in your uh, LinkedIn right now, Carrie. You can access the course. And this is how we do it. Do, 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 do. Yes, sir. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. What what an amazing day. What a great Friday. Straight crushing it. Carrie, please. Hey, if you could carry live on stream, if you could uh, confirm it, please, that you actually got it. Um. Make sure you, uh, you you can access the course, Carrie. I want to know that you can do it before we get off stream. Also, if Carrie, if you're interested in it, it would be cool once you've completed the program. It'll take months. It is a full college course. It'll take months to complete, but uh, come on and share your, uh, share your experience. Would love it. And again, thanks so much, uh, Eric. Let me see really quickly. Who knew? See, here's my favorite part. I was on Black Hills Information Security earlier today, uh, yesterday, and uh, some of the people over there I hadn't met before, and they're like, um, who, you know, who are you or whatever? And I'm like, oh, I do a stream every morning. And they're like, every morning? Like, how do you prepare for that? I'm like, that's the, that's the greatest part. I don't prepare. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I have no idea where the show is going to go. The format, the program, we have no idea. I, dude, when I woke up this morning, I didn't know I was going to, get a $5,000 super chat and, and all of a sudden create a scholarship. <laughs> but I f- love it. This is why I love Simply Cyber. You never know what you're going to get. Welcome to the digital box of chocolates, baby. Happy Friday. I love it. Carrie's got it. Okay. Well, Carrie's got it, but I haven't, I, I get notified when someone enrolls in the course. So Carrie, I, I want to make sure that you get it. Cyber Butterfly, we, I haven't thought through. This is all happening in real time. I'll have to figure out some mechanism um, for the scholarship and how that's all going to work. I know a lot of people are going to want it. Um, it just, I, yeah, I, I hear you. I've got, we've got to put controls in place around how the scholarship's going to work. Um, but super, super pumped, super loving it. Um, all right, so all right, so Kerry got it. I guess we'll take it for confirmation. He may not be in a position. He might be on his mobile or something like that to enroll in the course. I didn't give consideration to that. All right, we win. We all win. I love it. I want to say what's up. 
No, Carrie, use the link. Uh, you should be able to... So, Carrie, you should be able to use the link I sent you, and it should reduce the price to $0. And when it's $0, you purchase it for $0. Trust me, you're not going to pay for this, Carrie. We will get you sorted out. That was a face melter. Holy hell. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it, we'll see. So Carrie, yeah, we're going to get you sorted out. Toasty Pops. Yeah, it really is. Toasty Pops says it's an unguided missile of cyber love. Like we basically uh, put the missile in the trunk, shoot it out the back and then run home and turn on the news and see where it landed. And it's always awesome. All right. So going back to the, um, to the, um, going back to the poll here for the logo, it looks like most people want the, the rounded one, which is this particular one right here. This is the rounded one. Remember, this is the straight one. This is the rounded one. I think I like the rounded one myself. To me, the rounded one, honestly, it feels like a natural evolution of the existing Simply Cyber logo. You know what I mean? I think I like this one better. So... Let's see. Yeah, no credit card needed. That that link should take you right into it, Carrie. Hold on. Let me just do it this way. I'll make I can I can make it easy. I can make it easy. Give me a second. Um, so Carrie, um, hmm, Carrie, I'm going to, I'm going to send you something in chat, bud. Like it, it's saying you haven't ro- in, logged in. Uh, the last time you logged in was like a year ago. Um, so, but you should be able to use that, that link I sent you and, uh, just get right in. No need to apologize, Carrie. We'll get we're we're we'll get sorted out, bud. All right. What what else? What else? I mean, I I'm I'm like uh, red in uh, Sanford and Sun. Like, it's the big one. It's happening. What what's up, guy? So, Rex coming in hot. I officially propose Kennedy no longer needs apologies for the rest of the day. <laughs> we just become best friends. Yep. I, I just start swearing like a sailor up in here. Mono Julian with a super chat. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Eric, may you sponsor my CompTIA GX certs. LOL. What do you do for a living? YouTube was scared of that transaction. Yep. Did we just become best friends? So Mono Julian asks, what do you do for a living, Eric Taylor? So let me tell you guys what Eric Taylor does. Eric Taylor is the CEO over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions. They are the cybersecurity company that I talk about at the beginning of every stream. They operate right of boom. And if you get into a hot mess, if you're ransomware, if you get screwed, if you're dealing with cybercrime, they are the they are the fire department that you call. They are awesome at their job. They're doing all sorts of work. Eric is a very busy man. Casually Joseph, very busy man. Uh, they are very very good at what they do. And you know this is this is what they do. Twenty four seven three sixty five. 
Look at these testimonials. Oh, yeah. And there's Eric himself. Yes. Look at this beautiful, beautiful man. All right. So, CJ, why the logo change? So, CJ, uh, basically... Two things. One, I really like Lima Charlie's logo. And the guy who designed Lima Charlie's logo is the guy who's doing our logo. Secondly, um, so the logo I have, I just got like someone to do off Fiverr. And I love the Simply Cyber logo. But as I've gotten more properties, for lack of a better term, we have Simply Cyber Academy, Simply Cyber Media, Simply Cyber, uh, like, you know, the Morning Brief, the, the Cyber Stars. Like there's all these different there's all these different properties and initiatives going on. And what I want to do is have the capability to individually brand those properties, but also have a cohesive understanding that when you see something like cyber starters, you will immediately know that it's a simply cyber um, project. And in order to do that, I need, I need, I need to do this, right? So um, for example, for example, with this particular logo, like maybe, you know, this is like the traditional cyber, Simply Cyber one. And then maybe like the dark blue turns purple for two cyber chicks and the dark blue turns uh, red for cyber starters. And um, the, the top one turns, you know, it's flipped over dark blue on top for the Simply Cyber Academy, right? So like it'll be cohesive. I don't know. I don't know. A couple people... Uh, a couple other people have asked me the same question. Why are you changing it? I don't know. I just, I thought it needed to be like refreshed and made more professional. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that this would look hotter, honestly. Like this logo looks great on like a hat or a sticker. Whereas the Simply Cyber logo, while awesome, it has a gradient blue to it. it it's, it's awesome, but I just feel like it's time. All right, Carrie's still having issues. Um, all right. So Carrie... Let me ask you this. The email address that I sent you the screenshot of, are you logging in with that one? Let me know. <laughs> All right. Let's keep looking here. Let's see. Yeah, we'll get it sorted out. Yeah, gradients are not good. Again, it... it... Okay, re reset the password, Carrie. Go for it. Knock it out. All right, Emilio Garcia says... Eric adds a lot of value when he sits in for Simply Cyber and does AMA on his own streams. Fins up. Yes, fins up indeed. Yeah, we had, we had talked about Eric coming on for AMA today. Um, but work, you know, work takes pre precedence, takes priority. Oh, hey, hey, here's a, uh, I should have said this during the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief. Um, there's, a, there's a possibility that Monday's show is canceled. Um, my youngest son, Callan, is getting recognized at his school for excellence. Uh, he, he won, um, he won a community award for, uh, respect. And he also, um, made Dean's list. And, uh, you know, these are the things that I can't, I can't 
re I can't relive. I can't. There's no. You can't pay money to have everybody show back up to the school and do the ceremony again. So for me, um, it, it's at 9 a.m. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I can make Monday. So Ross. Okay. So here's a question, or here's something Ross just mentioned. CJ has mentioned this before. Let's talk about it for a minute, okay? Ross says, Simply Cyber local meetups. CJ has talked about Simply Cyber local meetups. I love the idea. I've really been struggling with how best to facilitate that. Okay, like I want to facilitate it. And I think maybe the best move is to have a channel uh, in Simply Cyber's Discord server for local meetups and then have like local meetup. Like, here's my thing. Do you think it makes sense to have SC local meetup category and then... Like someone's got to be like essentially like the ambassador or the local champion for that area. So like local meetup, Las Vegas, Simply Cyber local meetup, Cleveland. I'm willing to do that. Actually, here's the thing. Let's do it. Okay. And if you want to, if you want to be the local champion for a area or region, let me know and I will create a channel on Simply Cyber's Discord server for you. And then if it turns into being... Uh, unwieldy, like 75 cities want to do it. Maybe we'll we'll revisit at that point and create a separate server or we'll make it work, okay? So, um, hold on. So, CJ, let me know. CJ, I know you asked me about it before. I will tell you, Las Vegas... Las Vegas will be the first one to have a Simply Cyber local meetup area. Um, all right. So it looks like Florida will be the second one. What? Hold on. What's that? Yeah, LaGrat's got it right. So uh, Kimberly, I've, I've asked and uh, it's that's pending right now. So Rex, what area? I'm going to do this today. I have a Las Vegas. I have a Florida. Yep. I appreciate that. Tim McDonald. Um, ZMF Tulsa. Nice, Keith Paquette. So CJ is suggesting we break it down into regions. That seems very manageable. Are you thinking like Southeast, Northeast, Central, Southwest, like that kind of regions? Yeah, Charleston. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So, hey, let me, I'm going to start a poll in chat. There's 236 of you here and you guys are all hardcore Simply Cyber community members. So this will be a really good uh, barometer. Um, Local meetup uh, breakout on Discord, okay? So do we do regions? So there's like five or per city on demand. Okay, so here's the deal. 
if we do regions, then there'll be like five and it'll be static and it won't ever really grow. And then if like you're in the Northeast, you might jump in there and say, hey, I'm in Boston, any Boston people. And someone's like, oh, I'm, I'm in New Jersey, any New Jersey people. Could be a little bit more chaotic to find stuff. But if we do the city one, it's much more dialed in. Like I'm going to travel to Buffalo for work. I'll go into the Buffalo one and see if they've got anything going on. You know, I, personally, I'm actually going to vote. I'm going to vote for the, uh, oh, I can't vote. The hell? Sorry, Kennedy. If I would vote, I would do per city on demand. I think it's more, I think, you know, like I wouldn't do like, uh, I wouldn't do like small cities. Like, I, like, for example, I might say like Charlotte, but that could be like Greenville, Spartanburg kind of area or something like that. It really depends. Here's the thing. I need a, if you want a, a region, there needs to be a champion and the champion, uh, the champion would need to be the one who like manages it, right? Colorado. I love it. I agree, Lagrat. I agree, Lagrat. All right. So we'll definitely have to do this. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I think what I'll do is I will... Uh, hmm. Here's the thing. It'll be on Simply Cyber's Discord server, so you'll have to ping me on Simply Cyber. I guess what I would say is go into Simply Cyber under general and just at Gerald Osier and say, hey, I want a local meetup for Las Vegas. And I will, like, you can only ask for one if you're wanting to be the champion, right? Because I can't. Yes. All right, just checking in on Carrie really quickly. All right, just checking on Carrie really quickly. We definitely want to. Um... Still not seeing a login from Carrie yet on the platform. Let's see, New York City or DC, the home of most security agencies. True, true, true. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I like the individual cities too. That way, if you're traveling, you you can you can know how to reach out and contact and connect, right? Oh, Kerry has it now? Okay, cool. He must be using a different email address. Let me look. Let me look at students, my students. I've got 38 students enrolled in Simply Cyber 101 and I freaking love it. I love that it's helping people. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm not seeing you enrolled in the course yet, but so Ellery Dora asks, what's the champion have to do? You don't really have to do anything. Just kind of like if someone goes in the channel and asks a question, then you have an answer. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the, the champion needs to be the one organizing the local meetups. It needs to be way more organic than that. Like, let's say, let's just say, because I know, uh, like, here, I don't want to dox anybody. 
let's say Marco Polo lives in DC, okay? And Mono Julian also lives in DC and Space Tacos is going to DC and uh, Mono Julian agrees to be the DC uh, champion or whatever. Well then uh, maybe maybe Marco Polo's like, hey, does anyone want to meet up this Friday for uh, beers and or whatever? And Space Tacos is like, oh, I'm heading into town. That's cool. Well, then Mono Julian's not involved at all in that. And, and it happens, right? Or now let's say that someone comes in and says, hey, I'm coming into town. Does anyone know anything? Like maybe Mono Julian says, hey, like we, you know, there's typically like a meetup every Thursday. I, I haven't gone in a month or whatever, but it, it's not really a, a ownership. It's just to kind of keep that city channel like active or fresh, right? I mean, a lot of these things just kind of go dormant, right? So like basically if it's going dormant, then we'll have to uh, terminate it. Yeah, I see you don't have it, Carrie. I'm messaging you on LinkedIn, uh, Carrie. Yes, Gary on New Orleans. Gary, if you want that, uh, we can definitely do that. Yeah, Roland, we're, we're jaw jacking. I do have a 10 a.m. I have a meeting in 15 minutes with uh, Mike Prevett, uh, which is a really great guy. I, I like Mike Prevett. Um, if you guys don't know, I, this is just like a, a friendly call I have once a month with Mike but this is his newsletter, Return on Security. It's really interesting. It's a cybersecurity newsletter, but it really looks at the financials and all the business stuff. If you are interested in like how the recession's impacting the cyber industry or what areas in the industry are more likely to have layoffs than others, you might enjoy this particular newsletter. I, I like Mike quite a bit. I'm looking forward to my conversation with him. Drop the link in chat if you're interested. Yeah, Thomas Marquette. Good point. I like that. So Eric Taylor. Um, All right. All right. Detroit, Marcus Kyler. <clears throat> Marcus Kyler, he's he's just going to like appropriate the Simply Cyber Detroit and turn it into the, the Yeet crew. <laughs> Hold on. What's Detroit? Hold on one second. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Kyler is going to have the 313 Yeet crew. <clears throat> I love it. All right. All right, let's check out LinkedIn really quickly. Okay, hold on one second. I, Carrie, I don't know why that link's not working, but let's get you sorted out right now, okay? Let's gonna do that. We're all gonna do this right now together. This is gonna be great. Stand by, Carrie. Bring you in for a landing. Oh my God, bro. 
this platform irritates me sometimes. It's not, it's not, it's got problems. All right. So here we go. Carrie, get ready, buddy. Carrie, I would like you to refresh your screen and then confirm you have access because you know, you do now. Oh yeah, Justin Gold, you missed it. Justin Gold's back from his meeting. He's just drinking like a cup of coffee, thinking everything's normal. And then everybody's just melting. There's there's everything going on. We've got Simply Cyber Community meetups. Um, wow, there's quite a, uh, the community's quite split here. On-demand uh, regions versus cities. Uh, Rex is talking Buffalo. I love it. Dude, I, I got to tell you, like CJ proposed this idea like uh, six months ago, and I loved it. I just didn't know how to really action on it. And uh, I think we can totally do it. Lazaro coming in with a super chat. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Week six coming to a close. Guys, if you don't know Lazaro, many of you do know, but Lazaro broke into the industry six weeks ago. We celebrated his win. We celebrated his entire journey through the interviews, and he's regularly given us updates, which I secretly love Lazaro. Week six coming to a close, discovered a forge handbook policy with a QR code. CISO and director acknowledged my findings to work with Proofpoint to better detect managers said, I'm doing a great job. you damn right you're doing a good job, Lazaro. Sorry, not sorry, Kennedy, but Lazaro is doing a killer job. Oh, yeah. Dude, what a day. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful day. Carrie. Carrie, can you confirm? I want you to be able to confirm, Carrie, that you're able to access the course. That's going to be the uh, piece de resistance. That's going to be the piece de resistance of this stream. All right. Yes, sir. Carrie's in. I came in like a All right, Carrie, let that knowledge melt your face, dude. Just let it wash all over you like a like a like a hot wave. Oh, you're going to love it. I can't wait. Um, so Ryan Pearson saying, would would it technically uh, would a QR code phishing thing be a farming attack? I don't know the actual definition of farming. Let me see that. Um, so I guess farming is more like, it, farming's more about the word, um, about the scale of the attack, right? So yeah, technically, I guess you could call it farming. It's like the way that like fishing and spear fishing are two of the same thing. It's just like a, based on the actual scale of it. Let's see. Yeah, today was a good day, man. This is so good. Feels good. Righteous. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I wish. So on YouTube, on uh, Discord, you can't like, um, you can't bury channels like in a hierarchy. That would be cool. 
Yeah, don't don't come at me, <laughs> Krishing. A lot of people want to stick all sorts of stuff in front of the ishing uh, word. Emilio Garcia's in here. All right. Chris Whitlock jumping in into DMs and offering his support for the Simply Cyber Community Meetups initiative. I will take you up on that. Yes. Mille Wauke. Also, I want to remind everybody, I mean, it's super early, but I want to remind everybody that we will be doing um, Simply Cyber Community Meetup in Vegas at DEF CON. I'm super pumped about that uh, for sure. Yeah, I find threads to be clunky too, Justin Gold. I find threads difficult to like discover, right? If you know they're there, you can find them, but it's hard. Dude, this stream. That Hansel's so hot right now. Yes, this stream is so hot right now. Let's do that. Holy crap, what a day. I tell you, man, I had no idea episode 554 was going to come in like a wrecking ball. I got two more minutes, y'all. Two more minutes and we're going to be going. All right. So taking the votes, kind of split down the middle. Here's what we'll do, guys. With the, uh, this, this is happening today with this initiative. We'll, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll, we're not going to let perfection get in the way of progress. We'll, we'll do either regions or cities. If it becomes unwieldy, we'll revisit it. If you really like using it, you will pivot with us. It's simple as that. Um, it'll be good. Okay. Hell yeah. It's a great way to start the weekend. Love it. Oh, Chris Whitlock. If you get out to Deadwood, you're going to freaking love it. Gary was there last year. Jess Bishop was there. We do have an official Simply Cyber meetup at Deadwood as well. Uh, we have photos from that event. Uh, it was so good, man. It was so good. Yeah, this is a good day. You're welcome, Carrie. I hope you enjoy the course. And like I said, I would love, I would love to have you um, share your experience um, with the course. Oh no, Rex's uh, DEFCON plans got crushed. No good, no good. All right, guys. I want to say thank you all so very much. Special thanks and shout out to Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions for um, just the super chat and obviously the longtime support. And of course, um, oh, okay. Hey, I'm confirming this right now. Eric Taylor has confirmed he will be guest hosting Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing on Monday, uh, obviously pending any type of uh, other, you know, work or personal obligations that might crop up, obviously. So you're going to get uh, just, you're going to get some love and some, uh, some, some hot fins up action on Monday. Thank you, Eric Taylor, uh, for all you do. Definitely enabling me to, um, you know, enjoy my, my kids and my family, as well as uh, connect with the community and deliver on all this excellence. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk on Monday or Tuesday about how the, uh, the the local meetup stuff is working, and we'll pivot accordingly. Okay, guys.
Guys, I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. This has been an unbelievable, amazing stream. Thank you so very much. Have a great weekend. And until next time, stay secure. If you enjoyed that content, keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one.